The following is a production from Role Playing Public Radio, slangdesign.com slash RPPR. Warning, the following may offend fans of D&D, people for the ethical treatment of kobolds, Gary Gygax, Steve Jackson, or Mord Siths. Our campaigns tended to explode right there on the launching pad. They littered our past the way that failed Gene Roddenberry pilots used to litter Saturday afternoon cable television in the 1980s. Sometimes, however, a game would endure. They would never last long, but as far as I was concerned, any campaign that lasted longer than two sessions was a victory. So, I'm sure you can appreciate my surprise when I found the D&D game I was running reached its second month. We waited in El Disgusto's basement for the last of our group to arrive. Deviant Boy and Azanath should have been here 20 minutes ago. So, let's start without them. What do we need a wizard and a cleric for? I'm a ninja. I don't like Asenath. I don't think she respects him. What do you mean? Remember that one time I roleplayed a female character and my character hooked up with Deviant's Boy's character? I was a way better girlfriend to him in game than she is in real life. Wow. Tell me I'm wrong. I couldn't even begin to tell you how wrong what you just said is. Well, that little lady has one thing you never will. What's that? A vagina. Girls can be scary. You don't know how lucky you are to be celibate. Mm. I am not celibate on purpose. You're stuck in the Gygax corollary, you poor bastard. The Gygax corollary? What, 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 what the hell is that? The Gygax corollary states that every time a role player's character gets laid, it delays the player of that character getting laid by D100 weeks. What? Well, who rolls the D100? Does the rule apply to Canadian women? Ask questions like that is to risk madness. I thought that was the curse of Steve Jackson. Finally, Azanath and Deviant Boy showed up and we started playing. They'd spent weeks trying to find the location of the lost dungeon of Nasty Doom, and they'd spent another week or two trying to get the money and equipment to finance the expedition. The entrance to the lost dungeon of Nasty Doom is easily visible because of all the bones of dead adventurers piled outside. I rummage through the corpses for treasure. My ninja does eight backflips to the dungeon entrance and then blends in with the shadows. It's the middle of the afternoon. There are shadows in the afternoon. Don't you know anything? My fighter illusionist bard draws his weapon and makes his way to the dungeon entrance. My cleric freshens up her makeup and then goes to join him. I still think it's bogus that your cleric wears fishnet stockings, makeup, and a leather miniskirt. This is supposed to be D&D, not some weird-ass bondage fantasy. Obviously, you've never read Wizard's First Rule. My anti-paladin pulls the shrunken heads of his enemies from his bag of holding and whispers to them. My wizard draws his wand of wonder. Ka-ching! Quick note about that. Two sessions earlier, Deviant Boy's wizard had found a wand of wonder, and it was now his magic item of choice. For some reason, he believed that a wand of wonder made the exact same sound as a shotgun chambering around. Yellowbelly, you find that the bones have been picked clean. Sorry. Uh, the rest of you, secure the entrance to the dungeon. Right. Let's set up our marching order and make our way to the chamber with the gemstone of MacGuffin. Meant to do that, we have to go through the chamber of satanic baths. What is it with you? Does every character you play have to be soaked in his own urine? I wouldn't talk about urine. Mountain Dew Boy. Three words for you, Mr. Man. 
stick of pain. Two additional words for you. Anal insertion. All right, can I have a marching order, please? My character takes point. I stay in the back. You're a fighter. Fighters don't stay in back. What if we're attacked from behind? I take second in the marching order. My character gets out his lute and strums a hopeful tune. Do I get extra XP for not actually singing? God, yes. I go next. My wand of wonder is prime. I'll say it is. We are not going there. But can I say one thing? Why are we going to go get this gem? It has no value to any of us. The guy that gave us the cash to finance this expedition wants it. Screw him! I say we go and find this blade of gory cleaving. Everyone knows it's in the dungeon here. I say we go for the gemstone of MacGuffin, and whatever the ninja says goes. Why should we let you boss us around? To explain why my ninja kills Weasley's character with his thumbs. Kill my character? With your thumbs. Stop doing impressions of the fawns. It's just mean. Can anyone resurrect my character? Sorry, I can't quite do that yet. Then I guess your body will decay. Quit it. Look, I mean it, Disgusto. Sorry, got a little carried away there. Damn right you did. But I give his characters two big thumbs up. His eyes brimming with tears, Weasley Crusher ran from the gaming table. While there is no dignified way to retreat from the gaming table, Weasley's was particularly ignominious because on the way out he tripped over El Disgusto's dog, Lamont. (laughs) Damn! Is that dog still alive? Yeah, my parents spent what was going to be my college money and operations for it. Ouch! Harvard was a stupid school anyway. No gaming scene at all. So I'll just remove Weasley's character from the marching order. Remove me too. My character will stay behind and guard the fighter illusionist bard corpse. So you as a player are just going to sit there. Well, we game for a few hours, so your character can sit Shiva over another character he barely spoke to. We said good morning. Technically, no one spoke to Weasley's character all that much. Somehow, I managed to get four of the five characters into the dungeon. That was a victory, I suppose. But after the first few combats, things started to fall apart. I say, eat ninja death as I kill the last kobold. Well, congrats. Not a single kobold baby remains alive. The dark gods will be pleased. Thank God I'm chaotic neutral. We should keep one alive, so we could ask them where the blade of gory cleaving is. We aren't here for the damn blade. We're here for the gemstone of MacGuffin. Don't make me whip my thumbs out. I've had enough of this. My wizard readies his wand of wonder, and heads out on his own. Excuse me? I'm 8th level. I don't need them. Sounds good. I'll follow the wizard and his big wand. Stop going there! These guys are soft. I'm heading for the next room in the dungeon. Fine. I make my way for the gemstone. I loot the fighter illusionist bard's body. Like all great bands, the party of adventurers had broken up. Perhaps it was the loss of Weasley. Their collective loathing of his character may have been the spackle, that kept the party from cracking. 
Perhaps it was because they were no longer first-level characters, fighting to keep from being killed by my orcs, molds, and zombie cows. Okay, you walk into the room and you see a group of hobgoblins sharpening their weapons. I flash my talisman of the dark gods and order them to bow down to the might of Azathoth. They bow before you. Then I behead them. Meanwhile, our intrepid duo are still making their way through the dungeon. You find an oak door blocking your way. I tell the cleric to stand back, and I give the door a full blast with the Wand of Wonder. Ka-chink! A stream of butterflies hits the door. Uh, we head inside. And El Disgusto, your ninja, finds the dreaded Chamber of Satanic Bats. I'm skulking, do you hear me? Skulking. Well, the bats haven't noticed you. They appear to be sleeping. I creep silently into the chamber. When you do, your shoe sinks about seven inches into cold bat guano. Ew! Psycho Dave, what does your character do next? I head to the next room and order whatever I find there to bow down to me. The Umber Hulk you find does not seem very impressed. I draw my mighty blade, fuck shaker, and attack! A natural one, you missed. A fumble. Get the edged weapons fumble table. I'm not using crit or fumble tables. Here, use mine. You carry copies of the Arduin Grimoires around with you? I always want to be prepared. In case I'm someplace and a role-playing game breaks out. Let's roll that fumble. Okay, roll away. You've beheaded yourself. Now, the head lives for a few seconds after it's removed from the body. Can I call upon my dark god? No. Now turning to our wizard and cleric, make saving throws versus magic. Failed it. Same here. The doorway to the room containing the blade of gory cleaving has a teleport trap on it. Both of you find yourselves in the center of a gelatinous cube. Well, at least we're together. And lastly, you, El Disgusto, what does your ninja do? No way is my ninja going through that crap. Oh, so you're leaving. No! You think I'm stupid? Bat guano is highly flammable. I throw my torch into the chamber. Um, you do realize that this is a 60 square foot chamber that has about half a foot of bat guano. You can't stand that I've outwitted you, can you? I throw in my torch. Fine, the resulting explosion kills your character instantly. But I'm a ninja! The explosion also causes the dungeon of Nasty Dune to collapse like a house of cards, killing everything within it. I knew it! I knew it! I'm alive! I'm alive! And your character only lives a few seconds longer because when the dungeon collapses, it creates a giant sinkhole that swallows up everything within the surrounding half-mile. Was Azathoth pleased? A waste of our time. We didn't accomplish anything. Well, I hope you've all learned a valuable lesson here. Yeah, never let AB3 run the game.
Thank you.